0: Welcome back,
1: ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY
0: Money. DIY Money.
1: Daniel, I know that we haven't been producing the videos for YouTube, but you really need to roll over to YouTube and check out the video interview that we just put up with one of our DIY tribe members, one of the most inspiring success stories I have heard in a long time. Now, full disclosure, we cut this interview a long time ago. Mm -hmm. But I was sort of... There was all kinds of nonsense going on around the world. And I'm kind of waiting for the right time to to drop the YouTube video. So I dropped the YouTube video. World premiere. The world premiere. Frankie, it's awesome. You should check it out. Like it. (laughs) How do they find that? DIY Money on YouTube. Just Just type in DIY Money. You'll find... That interview. It's inspiring. He came here with nothing hmm. in his pocket. Now he's uh, doing exceptionally well, has a home, family, makes great money. I mean, just, oh,
0: man. The New Year's a good time for inspirational stories. Inspira- People are all fired up.
1: What's your New Year's resolution in the health fitness world?
0: Uh, I'm cranking along, trying to increase fitness this year to um, just race higher in my category, basically, win some races, but that's it.
1: So you race, you do this uh, virtual, virtual racing world mm-hmm. on a and, team, and you're like you race against people all over the world, right?
0: Yeah, and I'm currently in B category, but I'm like low B, like really low B, like not gonna win a race at all. And we need to get you to high B. The goal is to well, yeah, just strap down into C and start kicking some butt. <laughs> nah, it's not. It's not how the ambition works. <laughs> so yeah, the goal is to. Um, to podium on, Whoa. Nice this, this year. Very so. nice. You know,
2: blood is rushing into your muscles, and that's what we call the pump. Your muscles get a really tight feeling.
0: It'll be a challenge. It's a it's a nine-month-long goal to really wow. build up some power and, and strength because it's not like, hey, just work really hard for a month, and it'll get yeah. there. It's, it's, a, it's a long road, so
1: we'll see. Well, that's great. I uh, just finished a, a road race in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I... It was great. Yeah, it was cold though. Oh my goodness, it was cold. Wind chill twenty four to begin the race. It wow. was cold. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It's not but what you think about when you think about the South. No, it's not what we planned for. But it was a great race. The whole city came out, just really supported it. the The route was magnificent. It was really good. Now I have no races planned right now for the remainder of the year. Looking at quite a few, but nothing on the agenda right now. Oh, there'll be something. Oh, yeah. We're looking at some doozies. So we'll just have to see. See if we want to punish ourselves with another ultra. Do it. Oh, gosh. Well, you know, my buddy, who truly is one of my very best friends, but he's 51. And when you hit your 50s, I'm observing this watching him. Yeah. You go through a whole nother level of crazy. Like, at 40, you're like, I'm going to prove to the world I am still got it. Mm. When you're 50, you're like, oh, no, I'm going to prove to myself I still got it. And so he's kind of dragging me along on all this, and I'm like, oh, hold on. He's going to be a joy at 60. Oh, boy, at 60. I can't. He'll be like, let's run every continent tomorrow. That'd be great. (laughs) Running every continent? It would be awesome. Yeah, it'd be awesome. All right, let's get to the question. I've totally lost our train of thought. We've got Justin... What do you got? DIY!
2: Hey, DIY Money. This is Justin from Nashville. I use a Schwab Intelligent Portfolio for my Roth IRA and have been generally pleased with its performance over the years. Since we're at the beginning of a new year, I'm taking another look at my retirement accounts to plan for the year. But I'm concerned about the high cash allocation that Schwab requires me to have to offset their low fees. Currently, my account holds 8.5% in cash even though I'm set to the highest risk level since I'm 30 years old and am investing for the long haul. I'm concerned that this high cash allocation is unnecessary and could significantly reduce returns when a lower cash allocation might be more appropriate for my particular risk level and broader financial situation. Is it wise to keep this much cash in my intelligent portfolio? Or should I be the intelligent one and switch to a strategy with a smaller allocation? I want to be prudent without being greedy. Thanks so much.
1: Wow. Prudence without greed. I love how he said, should I be the intelligent one? That was what we call a double entendre. Yeah. I yeah. don't know if that's really what I, I just know. always
0: wanted to say that on air. Don't let your double entendre. be intelligent. You be the intelligent
1: one. I like that. Wouldn't be prudent. Okay. F- a <laughs> couple of disclosures. First of all, Jewel Financial, our registered investment advisory firm, we utilize Charles Schwab as our primary custodian. We are not employed by them; we actually hire them to hold client assets. But uh, we have no sort of remuneration, remu- remuneration, remunera- remuneration for discussing this or anything about Schwab on our podcast. There's our there's our disclosure. I am shocked that they have so much cash in there. I know you told me. Yeah. These things had a lot of cash. We don't use them, and we, apparently, we don't use them for we, that reason. Yeah, Holy we've cow. looked to
0: use them before, but it's just not—it's not a good option for us. Not, I mean, we can manage the portfolio just as easily.
1: But eight and a half percent—what? What are? Why? What? Are we, what is that all about? In a raw I mean, whether it's Roth or not, I mean, I guess why would an intel—why would intelligent portfolio not trying to market time? I could understand if it was called the Intelligent Market Timing Portfolio and they held cash coming into this recent market decline and they were putting it back to work. That'd be pretty awesome. But no, this is a passive index allocation, 8.5%. Yeah,
0: they defended this very heavily when they first came out and there was uh, a lot of, a lot to do about it because especially as, a, as they opened it up to advisors, I mean, that was one of the big questions was why do we have to maintain such a high level uh, of cash in there? And I think a lot of it has to do with I mean, their back study on the rebalancing with that through, you know, various market cycles that, you know, as, as markets go down and then that cash rises too high that they rebalance some back into it. But as the you know markets go up and that cash gets too low, they kind of pull some out of it is what I can vaguely recall from having studied about it uh, back previously. But I, I think what it does is it negates the fact that hopefully a lot of their intelligent investors who are using intelligent portfolios, and are just wanting a streamlined, do-it-yourself solution, probably, if they've been listening to our podcast and other, or other podcasts, have an emergency fund with enough cash outside of the portfolio.
1: Sitting in their iShares. I mean, not their iShares. Their iBonds. iBonds <laughs> at yeah.
0: TreasuryDirect.com. Also not affiliated with them. Yeah. so
1: of, other than we pay taxes.
0: I mean, this is something uh, an investor should really do most of the time. It shouldn't be baked into that. And you don't see it baked into that at, say... Um, uh, you know, Betterment, if you were to go there, I, I don't recall them having definitely don't have a significant level of cash. They might have a small piece of it, especially as you kind of go down the risk tolerance, but especially at the most aggressive risk tolerance. Um, from what I recall about Betterment and uh, was it Wealthfronts, I, I don't recall seeing this level of cash. So this is definitely unique to Schwab. Remember that Schwab is a is a bank. Um, I don't recall specifically exactly where they're putting this cash, uh, but if they're able to lend that out or Uh, do something with it Uh, Mm. then obviously it then subsidizes as uh justin said it subsidizes the fact that they're giving this away for free but let's be honest they're not they're not completely giving away the service for free they've they've created sort of a, a software that allows you to invest in their etfs which then have an embedded management fee on them so it's um yeah somebody has to pay for the computer and the software and all that but i don't know call me skeptical the the overhead for creating that software and algorithm should be uh, pretty made up in funneling tons of money into your own ETFs.
1: So unless you, you know, don't haven't gathered what we're talking about, Schwab has a program called Intelligent Portfolios. I mean, is this not just a souped-up target date fund? I, I guess I don't understand what the difference is between a. Other than the 8.5% cash, but what's the difference between an intelligent portfolio and a target date fund?
0: Yeah, so it, like any uh, intelligent portfolio is just another robo advisor, like the betterments and wealth fronts and things like that. And so, you know, when you put $100 in, they're going to allocate it across things, um, they are going to rebalance that. As needed and things like that but it effectively sounds like a target Deck is fund. <laughs> doing what a target Deck fund is and, and my nightmare uh, i recall the reason why i had played around with betterment for a long time because as advisors we like to see you know what's out there what's happening and um i once uh used betterment for one of our car funds uh, i saved it in like a 60 40 allocation for multiple years and, and we were making like two payments to it every month to save up for a car fund and it was all fine and well and i really liked what it was doing i The management fee annoyed me because I knew I could do it via a target date fund. And then I I liquidated that portfolio so that I could um, buy the car, obviously. And what I found out when I got my 1099... And maybe this has changed uh, at Betterment because it's been years now. But when I got my 1099 for taxes that year, uh, I couldn't use TurboTax online because there was too many line items. Because basically, they had... Every buy transaction listed, which every time I put like a hundred bucks in was like eight ETFs with a subsequent sell trade. It was a nightmare. That sounds terrible. Um, so then I had to download like the desktop version of Turbo. So it just, it was another complication. I was like, well, if I had just invested in a target date fund, um, you know, at at, at Schwab or, or at Fidelity or something like that, that 1099 would be way more consolidated Uh, and way more simple and every time they charged me a fee they actually sold like it was a trans like quarterly transaction across multiple etfs where they sold it down to generate it was it was a really pain in the butt come tax time and then i subsequently moved every account out of there
1: all right justin i think you're on to something you can be the intelligent one and i'll give you two real simple options number one Just find yourself a target date mutual fund and buy it, right? They're going to asset allocate. They're going to rebalance. As you get closer to retirement, it's going to take risk off the table, and they're not going to hold sizable cash uh, amounts. So you can just do that within your Roth IRA, or you can allocate into an allocation yourself. You can discuss or just, you know, sort of look at how much you want in domestic equities. Use a total, you know, index fund, total stock market index fund or the S&P 500. You can mix in some international, some emergings if you want, that sort of thing. Um, And you can take an intelligent approach if if you so desire to do that. People, when they start to pick allocations, they sort of get get a little squeamish and, and they sort of get, you know, a little gun shy. And I, I can understand that. I mean, you know, if you had an overweight in one asset class versus another, you know, it can make a huge difference, right? So you have to be careful with that, but ultimately overweighting United States domestic equities Total stock market index, maybe blending in a little international emerging's at thirty years old. I'm not so high on bonds here, especially at the rates that they're paying. Um, so I don't even think that's part of the equation. Uh, but you could also look at different target date funds and see how they're allocated. I mean, there's a million different methodologies out there that you can do um, to you know to sort of follow. Uh, along a prudent path, but I'm I'm in your camp, Justin. Other than going out, are you video? What are you doing? No, right I was now? trying to
0: interject, but you're just on a roll. But
1: you are you holding up the phone? Well, because I researched attention? something. So if you I, you can't see us right now, but I, I feel like I'm being well, videotaped. Daniel's this microphone, staring at his phone, and, and he keeps moving it, and I feel like he's like. Well, I
0: was curious what
1: the target date fund. How much I cash? I totally it lost helped. my t- train of thought now.
0: Oh my god, Daniel. Oh, my God.
1: Anyways, I think you can do it yourself, Justin. Yeah, That's so it, if, if Justin's
0: curious, if you, if you go to Schwab's own Target Date Fund, which also invests in Schwab's ETFs, very similar to probably what 1%. the Intelligent Portfolio is doing, the 2060 Target Date Fund, it doesn't have any cash per se, but short-term U.S. Treasuries, which is effectively cash, 0.16%. There you go. So, What's I mean, the symbol on that fund? That is SWYNX. is the SWY S-W-Y-N is in Nancy. Make sure, because they have they actually have target date managed and target date index, and you want the target date index. Not a recommendation to purchase that one. That's just one that I own, and I was actually genuinely curious how much NX I S-W-Y-A-N-X? S-W-Y-N-X.
1: N-X. I threw an A in there just for good for random. safekeeping.
0: Yep. That but that's it. a globally diversified, very little cash, much less than their intelligent portfolio.
1: There you go. So, I you no, know, I think the 8.5% or whatever it was for 30 years old, I mean, look, here's the deal. You're getting this podcast. The market's declined 5%. So you've, you know, you've protected yourself almost 0.05% on the downside. That would be 8% dropping 5% if you were wondering where that came from. But anyways, uh, you now can reallocate and, and eliminate your cash position. And you can either do it to a target date fund if you want to put it on autopilot or do it yourself. It's real simple. But don't overthink this, in my opinion. What else, Daniel. Don't overthink it. There you go. All right. Let's see. Let's do some housekeeping. Check out that YouTube interview uh, with Frank the Beast. That's what he goes by in uh, DIY Tribe. He's a gem, and it's very inspiring. Huh? Frank the Beast? Yeah. I need he's a beast. Way better nickname. Well, you come to America with less than $100 in your pocket and turn into a millionaire. And we'll call you a beast, too. Sure. Booyah. I,
0: mean, uh, I got any nicknames.
1: Daniel the, the something. Daniel the. I got nothing. (laughs) All right, let's wrap it up. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty darn simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do it wisely, intelligently, and do so for a long, long time. Make it a great one.